Hi guys and welcome back on the Una Series podcast or come back if it's the first time you come you're going to enjoy this conversation number two with Russell Maliphant we're talking about movement we're talking about the body about anatomy about life about energy we're talking about fun mm -hmm. and love we're talking about great things the second conversation is advice to my young self and I want to start this one Russell by if you don't mind asking you to share with us you've been dancing for 40 years and I know you, how aware you are of your body and how knowledgeable you are about it, and we'll come to this in a minute, but I believe you can't go through such a long career without injuries. Mm. So how would you maybe take, talk us through a few of those big ones that might have changed your view on how to prevent injury, how to condition yourself and strengthen yourself, or maybe change the way you dance altogether, or maybe have opened the door to new treatments and all the way to you becoming a therapist. Mm. Um, yeah, certainly as I started training regularly at the Royal Ballet School, which was, um, you know, eight hours a day of well, movement. That's um, a lot. And, you know, as bef prior to that, you know, maybe I was doing, you know, an hour or two in the evenings after school mm -hmm. and an hour and a half in the mornings before school which is a lot already but it's a lot <laughs> but it's not the same it's you know so when you go to eight hours a day you know you you are kind of really challenging Gosh. your body um and is I this got healthy sorry to cut you you know um, thinking back just like that on eight hours can it is it not counterproductive in a way but you'll come to this maybe but i find it so much it is it is so much i mean i did love it yeah, um okay, and i I don't think I ever went home and thought, oh God, you know, that's, that's way too much. I mean, I, you have less energy to put into the classes in the afternoon, right. um, you know, three o'clock, you're, you know, you're kind of, time. so it's character, mm -hmm. um, it, it's character dances that you're learning or it's, you know, um, notation. Right. Um, you know, learning a solo slowly, um, you're not kind of 100% power. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but and gradually, you know, over the terms and over the year, you get to, you get better. But you're inevitably, you know, there are things that were challenging. I got shin splints. Mm -hmm. um, I had a problem with a kneecap that was growing, kind of round and had to be uh, shut off, shaved off at the bottom. Um, and in my third year at school, I had a, I had a big one. I had a um, constricted a nerve, thoracic nerve of Bell, lost the use of my shoulder. And I had been kind of the top of my game. I was top of the class in the third wow. year, which was the graduating year. And felt like I had really good control of my body. Mm. Um, and, and your destiny. And my destiny. <laughs> and then overnight... I constricted this nerve, didn't know what happened, went to the hospital, they put it in a sling. More thing for Three it. days later, you know, when I took off the sling, I, I couldn't move my arm to the side. My shoulder had no movement at all. So my forearm could still move, but put my arms to the side like this. 
that would happen. Try and touch my hair. I had hair at the time. Try and touch my hair. You know, I'd be like that. Oh my God, that's it. What's happening? And I'd try and strain and there, everything. Course, it's there was just nothing. No and it stayed like that for, I, I guess by nine months, you know, I could, I could kind of get this movement. After a year, I could get that much range. But it wasn't, it wasn't an ease of, of range. It was, and I could make a fifth position, you know, fifth position yeah. is here. Mm -hmm. And I could make one by bringing this one down to that. And then it just looked like I had a, it was okay, my fifth position, but it wasn't like, it didn't go through my ribs and through my shoulders and through the arms fluidly. Um, and that stayed like that with me for, I mean, it was within the range. I, I, it was okay, but I didn't have this extra range. And that stayed with me for seven years. Oh but what did you do for the nine first month? Um, when you were in third year about, you know, to graduate? I, they gave you? me my third, they gave me my graduation year again. So I retook my graduation year, um, which was already, yeah, like, uh, um, but, and then I got accepted into Sadler's Wells Royal Ballet and I felt like, ah, uh, I, I know I should go. It's an honor to, to mm -hmm. be invited to the company. And at the same time, my body's not back mm. to what it was yeah. before I was injured. And I don't know if I go into a company, it will ever get back. And, you know, as it, as it happened, it didn't get back. Yeah, it, so got, it got manageable, it got copable. So you were... And so I, I could look, you know, like, yeah, he's got, he's got good movement. I could certainly jump very high. I was a good jumper. Um, turning, you know, I could turn. That was, that was all okay. But just this kind of kind of mm. beauty of movement going through the shoulder. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that. And I, only when I left and I started to do yoga, and you know, some of those closed chain um, back arches and yes. things that really extend and open the shoulder, probably stretch the serratus anterior and, Definitely. you know, pecs and, you know, that final range started to come and that was, for me, that was remarkable. I was like, after seven years, if you don't have a movement range, my thinking was, it doesn't come back. And when it started to come back, and I was like, wow, how come, how come I didn't know this? Yes, yeah, I mean, I, no one, range. no one said, like on, uh, in that first year, do you've that. lost some range here. You should go and do some yoga. It will those closed chain kind of biomechanics that will help the joint and help repair that tissue and um, stimulate regeneration. Yes, yeah. That's what it is. Nurture the tissues, give them something to look for, to indicate them in different places, and then the, the life takes its course. Yes, and we had you know access to top people at the Royal Ballet School. You know, we were. Yeah, sure. Um, but the information wasn't really mm -hmm. understood and known and shared and, um, you know, there, there's, sometimes there's a little um, competition in a way of, um, in an unhealthy way yeah. where, okay, well, that's outside art, you know, we don't yoga, that's for, 
yogis and you know it's something and maybe it's less now because yoga has become a you know yeah really there still is a bit of issues between pilates teachers and yoga teachers i mean not competition but there still is they are seen as different modalities mm -hmm. of understanding motion where you know no one really invents anything i mean I, i'll take it back a bit and some joseph pilates did understand something about really i guess you know the transverse and obliques and that was something mm -hmm. that, and the pelvic floor he did that correlation and he centered everything from was probably a real genius moment in terms of functionality but apart you know apart from that i mean who who can claim to have invented anything you know what i mean it's all been all these different humans over Millionaires yes. coming together that build those different, different Absolutely. I mean, I you can trace so. those things back and back and back so and back. Why and would back we back think and... this is, you know, it's all the same thing, really? But I, it's true, it exists. It's, again, I guess it's a bit of an egoistic trip we all have to fight, isn't it? So yes. you discover yoga that pretty much fixes your shoulder. That's a revelation, really. Mm. And that, what, where does that take you? Um, well, it took me into a kind of line of work which was exploratory mm -hmm. in the, the type of yoga that I was doing was um, with John Sturk and Mary Stewart, yes. which were following van der Scaravelli's method, mm -hmm. um, which was quite exploratory. It was kind of from Iyengar's mm -hmm. much stricter um, movement. Yeah, framed but, movement. But then it was looking at breath. And, and movement within posture. So dancing in it, in a way. Uh, yes, I mean, a little you know, bit like the, Feldenkrais. You yeah. know, there might be micro movements mm -hmm. in in certain. So you can allow it. And, yeah. Yes. Where do you feel comfortable? Yeah, it was asking questions, sensory mm -hmm. questions, um, and I think that there was a lot for me to learn in that. You know, there was a there was a kind of inside that I didn't have. You know, um, access to that galaxy um, and it's I, a big know, one it's a big one it's a massive one so I started delving into mm. into that and that filled in some some blanks another uh, another injury I'd say the other injury for me that was a big one was I tore my anterior cruciate ligament mm -hmm. the left knee yeah yes and I dancing I, yes mm -hmm. Doing a double cabriole and um, you know you landing in a back bend kind of yeah, extension um, and you know that just made just walk and um, pleasant. I was I was self-employed at the time mm -hmm. and I had help from the Dancers Resettlement Fund for not the Dancers Resettlement Fund the Ballet Benevolent Fund mm -hmm. for an operation. But in the operation, I um, I got an infection. Mm, sepsis. So after, sepsis, after three weeks, instead of making much improvement, I, my my knee was like a balloon. Mm. Um, it was bigger than my thigh, you know. So I um, I had to have a second operation to just clean. And usually it's staphylococcus as well, which is a real baddie when he gets right. angry. Yes, so that was a that was a, a lot of time out of work, mm. and, and also that can damage the tissues long term. That's right. the problem with those infections because there is pus. Always, yes, and pus is kind of literally yeah it eats the synovial for example. It can have quite a long term, but then 
Regeneration uh, well, happened. <laughs> yes, well, regeneration happened. When I started to get to be able to get back to work, my knee started to twist out, and okay. I, I would kind of straighten it and go, Poof, and it would come back. Oh, oh, God, subluxation. That? That? Subluxation, yes. And it would do that sometimes when I was beginning to dance again. It would do that 10, 15 times a day when I was doing very low mm -hmm. squatting kind of movements. I'd be like, oh, what, what can I do? You know, yeah. I, I can't have any more time off because I'm not earning any money. Mm -hmm. I have to dance. I've got some performances coming up. I want to do them. So I'm going to work my way around. That any movements that cause that, we'll just avoid I'll them. avoid them. Yeah. Um, and since it was, I was making my own work. I could avoid a range of movements and work around that. Um, you were a choreographer then. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I went that way. But you know, it does have. Uh, you get very very strong in you know mm -hmm. within a certain range, and there are some ranges that you just you bypass. So all of this just kind of took you on the path of knowing more and more about you, knowing more, more and more about movement, more and more about the distribution of the load, and you see where I'm going there, mm -hmm. this little thing you have of the right. which you have brought to share with us, which is a model that I like a lot, that you've certainly made, and it, will, it might bring a new word for some people, which I'm going to let you introduce to people. It's, it's very used in... Anyway, you, Tim, what is that? So tensegrity, where the, um, the solid members are holding or held in space by these tensional members. This is a very old I like it. um, tensegrity nice structure, but you can see that none of the solid members meet. Touch each other. And, you know, there is a, there is a sense that the, the structure distributes load or stress or um, and it's it's held through the entire system and it's also deformable and will come back yes. to its shape yeah if you let it be exactly there's a there's resilience there's, it's called elastic resilience to it right and i i'm, I'm going to jump here on tensegrity a bit because it's something that we love to to discuss in osteopathy and the best example of it is this if i push on my skin and I stop, it comes back. Right. We are a model of tensegrity. And right. you say, on the macro level, these are bones, and it could be our ligaments and muscles. But at a cellular level, this is exactly what a cell would be. Yes. You have a cytoskeleton made of microtubules, and you have the membrane made of fat. And exactly like I pressed on my hand here, by doing this, I'm pushing some cells. So I'm literally pushing this structure here. Yes. But when I start pushing, boom, it comes back to to its original shape. I mean, there's obviously a certain pressure that will break it, but if you stay into the range of its capacity of resilience, you, you, it will bounce back. Where you took that, I think, well, t t talk to us about how you env envisage tensegrity as a Rolf, Rolfer practitioner. I mean, tense... Uh, maybe explain what Rolfing is, sorry. Maybe we should start there, if, if you don't mind. Well, Rolfing is a soft tissue um, manipulation mm -hmm. technique, um, looking at posture and how if it divides the, the body into seven sections, how those seven sections sit atop of each mm -hmm. other mm -hmm. and whether they're twisted or rotated or 
shifted side or, bent or side shifted. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you look at different compartment of the you compartmentalize the body and you look at how it interrelates in yes. three dimension. I'm just yes. trying to to exactly mm-hmm. and what might be um, what might be causing that in the soft tissue, mm-hmm. um, any of the soft tissue and. Um, how far that goes, you know, does it does it influence the feet, something that's happening in the neck? Mm-hmm. Does it influence foot pressures? Can you see it passing through the body? So um, here, just again to rephrase this, it's looking at how there's one force that we can't avoid, it's gravity, mm-hmm. and it pulls us down. And there's another force coming from the floor, which is the reactive forces mm-hmm. from the ground. So it's how those forces will distribute themselves within the system mm-hmm. that you're looking at yes. and then and analyzing or diagnosing, I guess we could use more. And then just so that people understand more about rolfing and then the, the treatment explains to us how does the treatment apply. Once you've, you've, you've assessed that. Well, there's a rolfing movement which would mm-hmm. approach addressing the findings in, um, in movement, in with motion. Movement. Okay. In motion. Or there's the uh, hands-on um, manual work which might you know work on the psoas or the you know the tissues in the neck like, or the wherever anywhere in the body but, so um, you would apply pressure pressure yes and, 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 and stretch manipulate go into lesions if needed and then you reassess your yes. patient and if you think that this has changed then you've achieved a shift yes mm-hmm. looking for more you know better range of motion less restriction around any of the joint motions and this model of tensegrity in a way is a, is is very relevant to this because it's 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 a it's very relevant to soft tissue and i think that's something that is for people listen there's a big division into understanding two things one a structural problem so if one of those hard structure is broken the whole model stops working mm-hmm. so you need to keep some kind of structural integrity but yet when things are not necessarily broken so if you take about an injury on a human being if you don't break a bone if you don't tear a ligament like you mentioned before you can still be injured so it means the structure of all those different things around a joint or around the chest for example could be absolutely fine in terms of their structure but functionally they have a problem and mm-hmm. that's where I think we you come into with rolfing or osteopathy as well, functional therapy. What you look at is how things relate to one another mm. and how functionally you can improve, unwind. We have different words of saying it. Yes. And do you so you, you, you practice this as a as a, is it you have a practice as yes. a rolfer, do you? Well as a um I stopped rolfing about five years ago okay. as um as my practice uh, as, well, actually, as chore- choreographic practice and teaching and touring and those things were getting so um, full-time mm-hmm. that I any- couldn't really see someone through a 10-session rolfing series week by week. And I decided I would stop my practice and, you know, maybe see clients that I've seen over many years. So we keep those going along. Um, but I'm not going to take on new rolfing clients for, for now. So now that coming back to our question here, um, what, what would be the advice to yourself, to your young self, looking back at the different injuries you've had, obviously the Bell's palsy you were mentioning, you know, is there a way looking back? And, I, and I'm not saying these, you know, they also 
made you who you are. I'm not saying they were bad, you know, because you, you've learned so much from it and you've definitely explored some avenues that you might not have had you not had those injuries. But is there a way, and I know that uh, we talked about James this morning as well, the strengthening and conditioning and let's say the preventative approach mm. of, of injuries is something that is a bit more used and widespread in the last 10, 15 years that it was, in the last 30 years for sure. So if we have young dancers listening to us today, what, what would be something you would say to learn more about their own anatomy, to start the introspective work earlier on, don't wait for an injury to discover what the injury is? You know, how, how would you articulate that? I think, it, I think listening to the body is really mm -hmm. an important part of practice. And on a subtle level, so you know, if you can feel that your calf is a little bit tight mm -hmm. and you go in the next day hard as ever and, you know, you mm -hmm. um, push yourself, without taking some things into account that maybe how the foot is not opening to absorb some uh, load. Yeah, so low distribution. Yes. Refined I mean, sensoriality about the messages the body sends you without becoming too non-realistic and just like, oh, I have pain everywhere, but just being in tune with those signals. Yes, if you, can, if you look at the lower leg as taking, um, distributing 100% mm -hmm. energy through this um, structure and you know actually with that sense calf it's kind of getting locked in here somewhere mm -hmm. so um, it, it's taking 80% of that load and it's not, it's not using the foot it's not using the ankle mm -hmm. in the way that it might to distribute that stress mm -hmm. and you know you end up pulling something in your yes. knee or, or damaging something in the calf or ripping you know um, then, you know, if you really work on the beginning of class and you check that everything is able to work through and you know how the um, pelvic floor is, mm -hmm. is moving with the diaphragm and the, um, you're, you're aware of putting that stress and strain th through the whole structure or load through the whole structure. It's kind of mobilizing warm-up mm -hmm. of, of a screening is everything working well? A bit yes. like I scanning guess, or a sc yeah, scanning like a I don't know air pilots would go through all the things. Check, 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 yes. check. Yes, yeah. Okay, that's good. What else would you tell young Russell? Um, <laughs> well, that things will, uh, you know, you, to take something from any of those injuries, to take something from any of those points mm -hmm. that can feel like they're um, you know, it's the end of your world when it seems like it when you can't work for nine months. Gosh, or, it must be. Yeah, but you bounce back, and you, you need to find a. And it, yeah, if you it. can find, what was the meaning in that time? Why did that happen? Mm. How can I? What can I learn now in the time that I can't do anything that I might not? I mean, a little bit like the pandemic, actually. You know, we right. had we had a True. year at home. It's yeah. like. Oh, I can't. I can't perform. I can't, you know, uh, be with people, be with people and, and teach you know, and teach. You can't a mask part. on. You can't practice with a mask. I mean, I guess you could for a short period of time, but it yes. would defeat the point. You want to perform with a mask on, <laughs> because the, the facial expression is so fundamental. 
Yeah, so, you know, but there's things that you can do. Mm -hmm. There's things that you can explore. and uh, Like you did exploring, well, anatomy, physiology, so going into the, the, the body. So I feel that there is a real, especially when your body is your everyday working tool that you have to just know it inside out. Mm. Or maybe not inside out, but actually have a real capacity of feeling what it says to you. And then... Strength and conditioning, just to finish and wrap up this, set, this second conversation, how would, you, what would you, how would you put that now? Is it something bigger? I know that you know, we, there is a bit more of that and awareness about it. I think and the strength and conditioning for me, if, if it's going through the whole body, if it's, right. con, if it's about what happens in tensegrity, mm -hmm. that everything is related to everything else, that if you're lifting, your feet are important, where that pressure is, through your feet is important. Um, where does it start, where does it finish? Yes. If it finishes, it doesn't finish because you don't finish. And exactly. It's further than, than you. This and that's how some you reach of the, the public. Yes. <laughs> that movement reaches all the way through to people. That's some of the great things in classical that you have this concept of mm -hmm. line. And line, like you say, it doesn't finish. It add energetically, it goes, it goes way beyond the end of your fingertips. Mm -hmm. um, and you start you start playing with those concepts and exploring those concepts and you can do them externally or internally. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's just an approach. I'm going to use that to finish it. We okay. don't know where we start and where we finish. Mm -hmm. Maybe we don't start or finish. Maybe we are all part of this one same thing all together. Mm -hmm. That's maybe what it is. I will work on that and I think the, Maybe the force that brings it all together is love. We'll talk about love in our next conversation. Mm -hmm. Guys, thank you very much for joining us on conversation number two with Russell Maliphant. I feel very lucky to be here with him. I hope you share the same feeling. I see you on the next conversation and see you soon on unaseries.com. Bye-bye.